0: Here it comes! Yeah! Oh, keep going! <clears throat> Welcome to the this Party! Coming to you from Austria's hottest dance club, Ooze That Sweaty Nipple! Ooze That Sweaty Nipple, bringing you the finest in Austrian techno since
1: 1997. What Ooh, happened? I love it! I love it! Uh,
0: Love it. I oh my gosh that's fantastic! We're it gonna...
1: reminds me of the casino scene in Star Wars.
0: No oh no 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 it's Ugh. no that's 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 kind of upbeat and happy music the the can the cantina band from Star Wars that was great. Do-ga, 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 do-ga. I should be wearing all black, smoking a cigarette, turtleneck. It was very. Uh, Now's the time on Sprockets when we dance. It's fantastic. <laughs> that's that's for me that's for me Kung Fu Rick threw that in there for me I'm loving it we might hit we might hit more of a rock and roll vibe you've got you've got a band uh gypsy that that you want I don't to have see. a band
1: but I know people in a band
0: <laughs> yeah well I'm saying you have a, you have a, a crew that you recommend're mm-hmm. gonna listen to some of their stuff I, I kind of keep wanting to do this if you've got music you guys we will start using it for. Uh, the intro, I'm, I'm people, people and cutting it up get,
1: and making it different.
0: Yeah, I, I love it. And, and people, I, I don't think they believe me. Uh, and I've, I've said this for years, this whole thing is an experiment. It can get, it, it can get a little fun and a little weird. So there you go. I, I just imagine people like in their cars or like they they hit podcast, they subscribe to the podcast and they hear the intro music and then it's like, what the what f- is this? <laughs> this is not this is not the loftest party. Yes, it is. It is the podcast. We've got uh, we got uh, producer Rick standing by. We're doing the we're doing the mm-hmm. clips now. Last week's show, we had audio clips. We're messing with the theme music. It's so much fun. and uh, we're welcoming back uh, the Liberty Gypsy who was just on a uh, a super secret road trip i think getting uh ingredients uh, to cast some kind of weird spell or or maybe you were on the on the on the run from angry villagers and you had to Could pull be. up stakes on your little uh gypsy caravan and move it down the road did yep. you yep yep how no, how we, long were you gone
1: um i was gone for about a week and a half
0: wow there, well yeah. I hope you got the uh, the eye of Newt and the wing of Bat. I hope you got a new crystal ball. Uh, I hope you got your wagon wheel fixed on the, <laughs> on the, the little yeah. gypsy camper thing.
1: I had to come back. I ran out of clean underwear.
0: That's that's <laughs> been the problem with the gypsy life uh, for over a thousand years.
1: Exactly. Gypsies,
0: they can see the future, but they run out of clean underwear. You got oh, it. Oh, that's fantastic! So you missed a bunch. There's, a, I don't know how much news you've seen or what you haven't seen. This I've is, been... is
1: going to be my live reaction to the news of the last week.
0: Okay, <laughs> well we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it, and and of course whenever I have to explain the news, you guys were in big trouble. We're in big trouble because it's a lot of like tax stuff. And tariff and import and trade negotiations and diplomatic blah blah. Uh, I'm gonna try to find something sexy in all of this, I'm gonna try to <laughs> have some fun with all this. Here's the one, here's the story that I want to did you hear about this? Uh, I'm gonna call her this chick, this uh girl reporter. She's a girl reporter, mm-hmm. uh, I think she was from the New York Times and also BuzzFeed, uh, Allie Watkins, and she was uh. She was having an affair with James Wolf. She was banging so Jimmy Wolf, old uh, old Jimmy was uh doing some pillow talk and uh and leaking. He was leaking information.
1: Was he the uh the Senate Intelligence Committee aide or something like that?
0: think so. I want to say yes. I can completely be wrong. Yeah, I saw wrong. a little bit about my, that. My I, journalistic I, skills are really, really lacking. I, 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 have I, a, I have a notebook full of jokes and then some notes on actual news. So not, he might be the guy.
1: I, I, I saw this in passing, and if I'm not mistaken, well, first of all, the political left just freaked out because – because the whoever it was, the DOJ had this girl's data. They didn't, like, download her information. They didn't steal her text messages. They didn't hack her computer like Cheryl Hackinson had happened. But, oh, my God, this is an attack of freedom on the press. I'm like, have you all forgotten about James Rosen?
0: Yes. yeah, They all did. You know why? You know no, why it they happened. did? Because it didn't happen to them. I know. Because it – and now – that it's that it's one of theirs they're like hey hey whoa now whoa this whoa, is uh baby. this is government going a little bit too far we're not digging this welcome aboard people welcome but, I mean, aboard
1: the data was picked up in the investigation of him yes do you know what i mean and then something was written and i read somewhere that were other than her we're not exactly sure but there's like three other reporters involved too oh,
0: wow so, so I'm hoping he was – I'm hoping this guy was banging all of them.
1: <laughs> One of them's a guy.
0: Well, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right.
0: I mean, now, I've seen pictures of this dude, and, yeah, and like, he, he, I don't want to judge. I don't want to judge. But when you're this dude uh, and you're walking around, and, and now Allie's kind of cute. She's kind of cute. Young. Yeah, right? Yeah. He's a little on the – I mean, he never he he never once thought mm, she's she's really uh she's really into me she's <laughs>
1: really she's really into me and i don't know why oh wait
0: <laughs> i just th- that's great i you know what i i respect her her journalistic integrity that that's how far she'll go for the scoop she's exactly. like oh. and then oh there's a great clip they've been playing the heck out of it where she's on uh uh, uh, Rachel Maddow on MSNBC, and Rachel's asking her where she got the information, and she's like, uh, "No, no, Carter, he just told me. He told me. Who I was getting. He just, he is kind of fessed up. You're like, no, you were, uh, you were bumping uglies, like for real uglies, <laughs> <Come> on <laughs> for some pillow talk. So uh, <sighs> it's, n- it ain't good. It ain't good, and it just goes well, to show." Never- how far they'll go, literally how far they'll go. Oh my gosh.
1: It's not just that, right? I mean, the leaks out of this administration have been just a, a huge problem. It distracts from the work that needs to be done and b, just an inordinate amount of them. Where are they coming from? And I mean, when you look at how the Obama administration punished leakers, et cetera, um, What Trump is doing—I mean, this is one person they've investigated.
0: Well, here's so much more. (laughs) Here's here's the rumor I've been hearing, uh, and I forget what they call this kind of thing. Is like you uh, you have a whoever's in charge of the investigation, whether it's the Keebler Elf guy uh, or or whoever, uh, you leak uh, fake information to all of these. You you give like fake information to all these different little components, and then when when component A uh when, when it comes out in the press, a certain story I'm, – I'm describing this horribly uh, – then you know, okay, it's it's that group of people. So there there could right. be more of these out. There could be a ton more of these where there's like they're uh, – we're going to give this story to this group, that story to that group, and then we'll just see – which story hits the press and then we know we got a problem in this group of people and then we just hone in. But I guess I guess old Jimmy Wolf is working with the DOJ.
1: Well, I I'm sure he is now.
0: <laughs> no, I, I think I think he got in trouble like uh, weeks ago. And they kept it on the down low. Right. Yeah. yeah so I, I I like it. It's 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 very um it's disconcerting because – and this is like a partisan politics thing because you – you, I, I can see why reporters need sources they can trust inside the White House. And if something really super nefarious is going on, mm-hmm. you want that out and you want the press to, to give you the heads up. But uh, I don't know. It, it, it's a mixed bag. I'm tired of the leaks. I'm tired of the anonymous sources. I'm tired of – the uh, uh, the the palace intrigue of it all. That's just, Seriously, wanna, like, I, warn me about big stuff. I don't want to hear about, uh, you know, oh, once upon a time in 2004, this guy borrowed a nickel from a Russian oligarch. I don't care. Tell me about the big stuff, and it better be right, and you better be right.
1: Exactly, but I think the big problem here was that he was leaking classified information. That's yes. going to get you in some trouble unless you're Hillary Clinton.
0: Oh, my gosh, <laughs> the, the, the kid... Uh, the kid who had that uh, picture on his laptop, the the what? submarine, the submarine kid, yeah. mm-hmm. who is out of jail. I guess he got pardoned or whatever. Uh, he's suing. He's suing the FBI and everybody because it's there's a huge abs. Yeah, because there's a huge double standard in the way justice is administered. I want to keep that's a that's a little Loftus party exclusive right there. We're gonna keep an eye on that story. So. Uh yeah, don't go don't go leaking classified information. It's a really and if you're bad a re- idea. And if you're a reporter, I I, I, I salute you, Allie, uh Watkins, for for doing what had to be done to yeah. get the scoop. That's
1: get- one. That's one method of career development. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? I'm trying to figure out like who's going to play her in the movie. Who's going to play her? Who's going to play? I, if if you're if you're Lifetime or the Hallmark Channel. Or or whatever you're 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 already in this you're already uh, typing pages you're at the end yeah. of act one right now. I want to see
1: if they're not going to try to flip this whole thing into a Me Too moment too. Watch that that'll be a neat trick.
0: It, well, it would be a reverse Me Too, wouldn't it?
1: Who knows. Because it sounds you know. to me
0: like she's using her sexual charms to get information.
1: I, I only read a brief overview of the story and watched the the political left freak out so I don't I don't have any details on who came onto who.
0: See, that's what I want to know. I want to know that I want to know how they how they met. Was it a meet cute? Did she stage something at a bar? You know, was it like a ooh, a casual bump? Those are the details that I want to know. <laughs> I well, know all They're that.
1: all gonna be in the Hallmark movie, so you'll get them.
0: I, I think you have to go lifetime on this one. I regretted really? my decision with saying Hallmark. I think you got to go lifetime because yeah, lifetime Hallmark's has a, a little edge.
1: Chan- yeah, Hallmark's a family channel.
0: It is okay. Mm-hmm. So now we've got uh, we've got exciting, exciting stuff uh, going on with the G seven, which I'm I guess is picture. it's about to turn into the G six.
1: But that, I that picture, I just
0: well, if everybody knows the picture we're talking about, um, it's the where uh, Trump is sitting behind a table. His his arms are just kind of folded. He has on this this great expression on his face. Angela Merkel's leaning across the table, trying to explain something. Someone else is talking. Uh, Shinzo Abe from Japan just looks bored. Trump is like, when are these people going to stop talking? It uh, it's a great photograph. It it has a very Norman Rockwell uh, kind of quality. But that that really, I I I'm a huge fan of what Trump did over there. A huge fan.
1: I just don't understand what. I mean, he could not have asked a more simple question. Why isn't the G7 tariff free? Why is it not free tr- trade?
0: Well, why no isn't is, it?
1: I think that's a great
0: question. It is a great question, but they were talking, they were actually talking about that uh, this morning on uh, either uh, Chris Wallace's program or on uh, Media Buzz with Howie Kurtz and three women. <laughs> uh, I'm Howie Kurtz. This is Media Buzz, the show where I talk about media with three women. Always I three like women. That. It's always three chicks. I don't know why chicks just dig me. He's getting Allie Watkins. I think. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but I guess the thing that no one is r- reporting on that Trump asked this like th- this question of everybody at-, at the G7. Hey, how about we just get rid of all the tariffs? How about we do that? If it's so if it's so unjust, if this is so horrible, let's just get rid of them all. And everybody's like, uh Yeah.
1: Okay, so you guys can impose tariffs on us, and when we impose tariffs on you, there's a freak out.
0: Yes. And like
1: like I just and you know, I know. Fair is when I'm eating your candy and all that other good stuff. But from a purely economic policy point of view, hey, guys, you're you're impeding our competitiveness within your borders. Maybe I should impede your competitiveness within my borders.
0: It's all so it, it, it is ridiculous. But I, I think we have every leg in the world to stand on. And here's the other. Here's what here, this kind of goes to global warming like economics. I don't know much about them. But I I know this. Uh, People's economic statuses change. There's ebbs and flows. There's ups and downs. We when when these things were negotiated, a lot of the stuff like the maple syrup tax, when was the last time we took a look at that? Like and like I remember we were we helped rebuild Germany. We rebuilt Japan. When when were all these tariffs like when was the last time we looked at any of this stuff? That's I think I think Trump is is doing us a huge service. Let's just rip the band-aid off and take a look. What is going on here? It's it's fantastic. And shame on Justina Trudeau. Shame on that little girl who leads uh, the Canadian people. Oh my god. Cuz I just, I saw the I saw the press clip I saw the press, he's sitting down with Donald Trump, they're joking, they're laughy-taffy, everything's going great, everything's bing-bang-boom, and then Trump's like, okay, you guys, sounds like we got a, a good handle on the situation, I got a bolt, I gotta go uh, try to talk Kim Jong-un out of nuking everybody, but uh, hey, good meeting, and the instant he leaves, like a little bitch, like a little bitch... Justina Trudeau is like Canada. We will not be bullied. We will not be harassed. This is unfair. And I'm totally doing the the South Park guys because that's who Justina Trudeau is now. Yeah, guy, that's not fair, Donald Trump. What are you doing there, guy? Come on, guy. You're making me you're making me sad. We're gonna up we're gonna up our terrace on you. We're your oldest we're your old, oldest ally, guy. Come on, guy, guy. I can't
1: stand him. I just saw. I peeked in at one point and said. Who somebody was speaking and it might it wasn't Trudeau, but it might have been another representative on Canada, and some liberal feminist was all upset because Donald Trump was leaving during a speech that was talking about intersectionality. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding yeah. me? He's going to North Korea to talk about nuclear weapons, and you're worried that he might not understand the complete waddle theory called intersectionality? Okay, whatever.
0: Come on, guy. Stick around. I know nukes. Nukes aren't that important. I'm gonna talk about what you call a guy with a with a dick with a with a badge who wants to be a guy with a dick without a badge. Come on, guy. Come on. We're gonna talk pronouns, guy. I'm a he who wants to be a she who wants to who, 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 who. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. Justin oh, Trudeau. Angela, Angela, I wear colored socks, guy. Angela Merkel. Uh, Angela mean-
1: Merkel, who has ruined Germany for the ages. She she has completely ruined. The German culture. Germany will never be the same after she let in millions of refugees, right? It'll right. never be the same. And they still don't pay their 2% GDP to NATO. And she wants to lean over a desk and glare at Donald Trump. Really? She looks
0: she so desperate. She looks so desperate. She looks desperate. like
1: Angela Lansbury.
0: <laughs> 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 Does not
1: every time I see somebody Angela called her
0: German? Somebody called her German Hillary. <laughs> I laughed for ages.
1: <laughs> Every time I see Angela Merkel all I can think of is murder she broke.
0: I uh, that that ta- that woman is uh everybody talks about uh she's the she's the leader of Germany. She's the leader of Europe now. She's the leader of the free world. I'm like, ah, I don't think yeah, she's I doing think such a hot sure. job. Like I, I I never voted for her for leader of the free world. I'm I'm pretty but, happy with know, old Donald Trump right when now. You're,
1: when when you're living in a country that you pay like Sixty percent of your income in taxes. I don't know that that's the free world.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, and and here's here's another uh, thing that that bear that bears repeating on this show. Uh, Obama said that we had to look back into NAFTA. He's like, yeah, we're gonna have to go back. And and Hillary Clinton, uh, when she was campaigning, she's like, yeah, we're gonna have to relook So it's not like uh, Donald Trump is the is the only person who wants to renegotiate all this stuff. Well, I, I actually, I Democrats it. hated so NAFTA. Yeah.
1: unions hate NAFTA, so the Democrats have to act tough on NAFTA. Donald Trump actually it's the same thing. Every president since 1995 was supposed to move the embassy to, to Jerusalem, right? In Israel. Yep. Yep. Donald Trump did it. Every president who needs union support has been talking about, you know, re-engineering NAFTA, just 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 pandering basically, right? Donald Trump actually takes a look at it, and oh my God, the world is ending.
0: Well, this goes back to why I voted for the guy, and and I'm glad you brought that up, because they say one thing and they do another, and that was another one of those great little moments that came out of the, the WikiLeaks dump, where Hillary admits, you know, in one of her speeches to the Wall Street d- douches, where she's like, hey, you got to have uh, two kind of personas. You got what you say in public, and then you got what you really do, and that's the problem. And I, I think it's going swimmingly well swimmingly well keep going Donald Trump yeah I, I, I I've already great. told you
1: I've already told you if they put up Kirsten oh saw this thing today apparently George Soros doesn't want Kirsten Gillibrand to run for president so that's kind of some good news
0: wow yeah like really? he's
1: already he's already blackballing a presidential candidate for 2020
0: where here's the thing like George Soros when, when you see the, his, his picture, when you hear the mythology behind him and where his tentacles are, he's like the emperor from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what is the – uh, this is why we need field reporters. I really want to have, like, an investigative reporter I, – I should call up Cheryl Atkinson and go, can someone please figure out what's really going on with this guy? Because when you see him, like, mentioned on, on Twitter or Reddit – or any of these places. He's like, he is. He's the emperor from Star Wars, like the silent puppet master pulling the string. I want to know what's real. Or is he just like another version of the Koch brothers? Is he just a billionaire who wants to try to get people elected? I find it fascinating.
1: Well, I mean, he's a big old socialist and he has a lot of money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a uh, socialism. That's, that's the big thing. Okay. Um, I want to talk about the uh, the North Korean summit. Everyone, these these reporters, they kill me because they have to try to come up with stories. They have to talk about. They just have to. They, they're they're all in Singapore to cover it. And like, what are they going to find out? Like seriously, I, I guess you kind of have to go there so you can get footage of. Oh, there's the there's the limousine driving down the street, and there's uh, Trump and John Bolton walking into the office. And but but like ultimately. Like, what are you going to glean from it? You might as well you might as well wait back here in the states to see what actually goes down. seriously. It's I think all it's a the giant tree way- it is it is know, and and all this speculation and and I really i I, I have very low expectations. very low, very low.
1: It all depends in my mind on how bad this. and I don't think we know the answer to this. how bad the situation inside North Korea is economically because you remember, China kind of cracked down on them a little bit after Donald Trump came into office. So, you know, you've got lots of people inside North Korea like starving, just like Venezuela. And I think, I think the only reason Kim Jong Un decided to come to this summit is because he's really, really scared
0: of of a coup. Well, they this is the this is the. Uh, longest trip he's ever taken away oh. from and how nervous, yeah. How nervous is that guy? He's got like a, a secret train that he takes to China whenever he has to go to China, which has only been like mm-hmm. twice or something. He never tells anybody he's gone, so obviously the dude is terrified and
1: a little bit paranoid. But I mean, you know, I, I you actually, know
0: his generals were sitting around now, just like looking at each other across the table, just like, uh, you guys want to go for it? Should we go for it?
1: Well, I mean. You know, because of the summit coming up, I don't know if it was the History Channel or what, and it was on in the background of my house, and I was just hearing parts of it. But, um, you know, the Korean War never ended. Technically, there was never any armistice. So the parties in that war, which included the U.S., NATO, and uh, South Korea, along with China and North Korea on the other side, um, are technically still at war, right, now? Yeah. But I guess at some point after the the ceasefire and the DMZ and, and all that kind of stuff, um, North Korea actually put forth a policy of being completely self-sufficient in terms of their own defense, their own agriculture, their own energy and everything. They wanted to be, they wanted to be free of China and they wanted to be free of the West and they were bound and determined to be 100% self-sufficient. Yes, And I think, and that was Kim Jong-un's father. I believe that it was either his father or grandfather to, that established that policy. I don't remember at what point it came out. Yes. But I think his reticence- yeah, to let go of his military program actually goes back to this stated policy of North Korea will take care of its own food, its own energy, its own self-defense, et cetera, et cetera. So
0: what's what's the point?
1: The point is that's why I think these conversations are going to be somewhat difficult and they really hinge on how much risk he thinks he's at because he, Oh, this
0: and this yeah, I, I think we're both saying the same thing. It's gonna go nowhere. It's gonna go absolutely nowhere. Listen. Uh, you, you want to be you want to be the king, right? And if if you're Kim Jong Un, you want to be the king. And if if and if you do go, okay, now we have uh peace with uh, South Korea, and let's get rid of the DMZ. Then you're gonna merge your people. Then you're admitting that your little uh communist dictatorship thing failed, and then you've got to open yourself up to elections. And then it's just a matter of time. You, you're mm-hmm. a dead man walking. So right. I don't think. And your only real bargaining chip. Uh, is nuked. I, I, I really, I don't expect anything out of this. I used to be, uh, like super, uh, hopeful, but, but unless I guess, I I guess Kim Jong-un went to school in, uh, Switzerland or, or something like that. He is kind of buddies with Dennis Rodman. He digs basketball, but like literally it's, it goes back to the whole socialism thing. North and South Korea, South Korea is doing great. North Korea's sucking it and they've got all they have all their chips all their chips are on we have a nuke that's all their chips Mm -hmm. and if you go hey you got to get rid of your nukes i just (laughs) then then what do you do then you're like anybody can come in anytime obviously the dude's paranoid uh completely i i I just don't know because it is he's got he has to admit that like it's a failure like like communism socialism it 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 failed
1: yeah, his father was a piece of work, too.
0: Oh, they all are. All,
1: all he wanted to be, all he, he wanted North Korea to have, I guess he was very jealous um, because South Korea started to be, uh, make uh, world-acclaimed, you know, movies and, and entertainment-type vehicles. And he had an obsession with, with Hollywood and American and Western movies and Korea. And he actually kidnapped actors from Hong Kong to try to make it happen. I mean, like, nice. literally, he just freaking he invited them to the country and they weren't allowed to leave. I mean, it was, it was insane.
0: Someone needs to make a movie about that. Someone needs to make a movie about a, a K-pop group that oh, gets uh, kidnapped by Kim Jong-un and they have to play mm-hmm. basketball with Dennis Rodman. It's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I I yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, but everybody's, you know, in the press, the, the clip they keep playing is uh and, and this is my my pet peeve. When they take something out of context, there's like a little snippet of Trump going, you know, uh, I don't feel like I, I have to prepare. And that's just one little snippet. Of course, he said he's prepared and he's been preparing and blah, 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 blah. But it is. It's just about attitude. I, I, I don't I, think
1: it's going to make anything worse.
0: No, no. It makes it makes nothing worse unless you count, you know, someone. Uh, they're going to have propaganda photos they're going to have photos of Kim Jong Un and Donald Trump hanging out probably smiling and shaking hands and and then Kim little Kim can go back to North Korea and go like look at me I'm the big man on campus blah 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 I I don't know I don't know I'm not sure I just that I matters. just don't see him getting rid of it just I, I just don't see it
1: I'm not sure those photos matter to a country full of people that have nothing to eat <laughs> Do you know what I mean
0: Yeah they're like yep. what? Uh, what kind of paper is that printed on? Because that could be we could make a noodle. We that could be a noodle paper.
1: Yeah, but you get arrested and thrown in a labor camp if you take down a poster. So
0: yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. That's that's a no good. I I just no don't good. see how you talk somebody out of their nukes. I really don't because once you have a nuke, you're a player. Yeah, I'm a player. I'm a player. I can launch. I can hit this. I want to stay in power. It's a it's a tough <laughs> road to hoe. It is a tough mm-hmm. and I guess we can just keep our sanctions going on and keep starving them. I feel bad for I really I honestly I feel bad for the people of North Korea. But uh but well, on the Well when we saw of, that
1: guy who ran across the DMZ and got shot like three hundred and fifty times. He was like starving and had maggots and he was in the military.
0: And other parasites and other yeah, he was yeah, that's bad. That, mm-hmm. That's bad. But I just don't I see mean, how you talk somebody out of having their nukes, which takes me to the Iran deal. Oh, my God. And more and more facts keep coming out of this one, which here's here's the story that's just absent today. Like no one's talking about this. And this is it's why we need uh, it's why we need a real news a legit, just like a straight uh, news station. Uh, the Obama administration and how they gave the Iranians access to our banking system, which what? which exactly exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you've got the huge pallets of cash, right?
1: Right. Dropped okay. in the middle of the night.
0: There was two, I guess, two plane loads, uh, I guess, of these pallets of cash. Now, the yes. Iranians had all these other uh, assets in U.S. banks and banks globally. Were
1: yep.
0: Yes. And the Obama administration repeatedly said, repeatedly, at least uh, two or three times to Congress— and to the international community, Iran—they're never going to get that money. They're never going to get that money. They're never going to get that money. So in the in the middle of the night, they uh, gave Iran access to our banking system, and they did what with to get their money out to 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 oh, go so they around got all
1: that money too.
0: No, they did not. Even though. Uh, Obama had a couple of representatives go on this little goodwill tour, these little tent stops. They went all over the globe, and they would give these little speeches to world bankers, and they're like, hey, if, uh, if something funny pops up on your radar screen that uh, the Iranians are kind of you know, – that it, it looks like Iran's pulling cash out of the bank and turn it into Swiss francs or whatever – and then moving that. Money. Don't worry about that. that. You won't get in trouble for that. We're not going to come at you like letting it be known to the international banking community that, hey, there's going to be some dicey stuff going on, but you won't even get a slap on the wrist. So don't worry about it. They actively went out and tried to uh, convince these international bankers that it's going to look bad, but don't worry about it, you won't get in trouble. Two banks in America said no. We're not doing this. We're, we're going to get busted. We're going to get in trouble. Uh, we're, we're, we've we're already, you know, the, the heat from the recession and all this stuff. So I, I forget which two banks it was, but they went to Congress and they're like, hey, uh, just a heads up. These guys are trying to get their money. And so we put the kibosh on it. We stopped it. But it was an active, giant deception from the Obama administration. Like super duper bad. That's how bad – they wanted this deal to come through. The Iranians, the Iranians have to be so pissed that Trump won the election. They have to be so pissed that he's out of the the uh, the new deal because they have <clears throat> billions of dollars that they really, really thought they were gonna get their hands on. And they had the Obama administration actively covering for them, but uh, a couple of uh banks in the U.S. saved the day. Saved the day. Go to uh go to if you're on Twitter, everybody, go to go to Brit Hume's. Uh, timeline. Britt Hume uh, retweeted it. it he, he did it yesterday, Saturday. and You can go back and there's a, a wonderful article that just details step by step a nice little timeline of this this huge deception that was played upon the American people by uh, Barack Obama. Really? I don't, I don't think history's going to be kind to that dude at all, at all.
1: Uh, neither do I, but you know what the really sad part about it is? No, I can't even say I'm surprised.
0: No, no, me like, I'm neither. not at
1: all surprised. I mean, Ben Rhodes is just such oh, such an awful person. The only the only thing I have ever enjoyed that had anything to do with Ben Rhodes was that video somebody released of him the night Hillary lost.
0: Was, like, that was the best. Oh my god, that was, god, that was great.
1: I mean, but here he is after the whole thing is done bragging in the media about how he misled the press, you know, the foreign press, because they're all a bunch of young kids who never lived over. Yeah. No, I mean, I I mean, the foreign affairs press, excuse me, here in the States, because they're all a bunch of of young people who never really lived overseas and don't understand the politics.
0: That was one of the most terrifying moments uh, in 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 my recent history, it wasn't too long ago. But Ben Rhodes and the New York Times bragging, bragging about how easily the press is manipulated, just absolutely terrified me. Mm-hmm. That but now I,
1: Iran has admitted to helping to facilitate the nine eleven terror attacks, and we gave them all this cash and access to our banking system. What?
0: it's it's super bad and then now you got ben rhodes who's uh, a contributor to msnbc MSNBC. he's on all the time and they've got the dude right there Mm -hmm. ask him ask him but they're not gonna gonna ask him which terrifies me it's just and this is i i've said this a lot on the show uh and to you guys have heard it a bunch but like if the media doesn't report it if if NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, if they don't report it and they don't talk about it to the vast majority of Americans, it's not real. It never happened. You're just not you're just not even aware that it happened. Mm-hmm. That's why and I'm like, it, it's it's just terrifying. And then like so if they get rid of conservative, they, they've painted Fox News to be, oh, it's just propaganda. It's propaganda. Don't pay attention to Fox. It's just propaganda. It's so, OK. So if you, you think you're a reasonable human being. So you're convinced Fox News is propaganda. So you're like, okay, CNN, MSNBC, NBC, the mainstream media—that's the truth. That's the truth, and this is what really matters. You you really believe you're an active citizen. You really believe you're an informed citizen, and you're not. And I, and this is gonna. This is more like propaganda coming out of uh, my mouth. But the the problem, I I I. I I'm seeing it more and more every day is that the the Ben Rhodes of the worlds and his brother who runs CBS and a lot of the people in the Democratic Party, they legitimately think they're smarter than everyone else. They legitimately think they're smarter and they legitimately believe that anybody who's to the right of them is evil mm-hmm. and they but- don't want to give voice. They don't want to help out evil. They really think we're stupid and we are Evil. And that's just terrifying.
1: Well, it was because, you know, now I've I've started going through all the videos that Jordan Peterson has ever put out. And, you know, I've been watching you know Ben Shapiro for a while and now I'm starting to watch Eric Weinstein. And he actually did a great video on that whole kind of idea in terms of um, why he chose to name this little group of people. He was the first one who said it. The intellectual dark web. It's actually kind of interesting and has a lot to do with um, semantics and some other things. But here are he and his brother, right? And his brother was that professor out at Evergreen University yeah. that said he wasn't going to leave for the you know day of absence or whatever. Um, his brother is literally a, a political progressive. Right. And Eric is definitely left of center. And they've both been bounced out of the movement. They've literally both along with Sam Harris. And I mean, even um, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan's fairly uh, to the left of center on a lot of the policies he, he would prefer. And he speaks candidly about it, you know. Yeah. But they want to have the discussion. They want things based in evidence and data and 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 things that matter. And in order to make those people seem crazy. They absolutely must be painted as evil.
0: Well, well, here's this is the the wonderful we, we've talked about this before on the podcast. That there's all these wonderful side effects of mm-hmm. uh, the Trump administration. You know, with Trump mm-hmm. just being so full tilt boogie, just a freight train that other people are reacting like Nancy Pelosi. Oh, my God. The other day. What a great what a great little clip that was. Who cares? Unemployment's at an all time low. Whoop de do. It's like, wait a minute.
1: What? There's more jobs
0: and there's people to fill them. That's huge. And the tax breaks like what they it's it's going to sound trite. So I'm I'm stopping myself before I stay, say it. But like, what do they stand for? What does the left stand for? What are you guys even what are you even talking about? Like what? I don't, I don't even know what they're selling. All I
1: know, all I, I know, don't know is that what they're selling. They have promised to raise taxes if they get a majority in Congress. They've promised, and we someone promise needs to stand up to gonna Trump. Raise taxes.
0: We're going to stand up to Trump, and we're going to raise taxes. And uh, I don't even know what.
1: Open to, the actually. borders. I mean,
0: yeah. So um you probably hopefully i'm um, this is one of the reasons hopefully you listen to the show you you find out little things like uh the nefarious plot to to go around the world banking laws to make sure Iran got their money back so they could fund more terrorism holy smokes how is that not on the front page of every newspaper how's that, that not the lead story today other than like oh Justin Trudeau and Donald Trump had a Had a spat at the G7 because we got tired of getting ripped off. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Okay, so uh, we're going to move over to media. Samantha B. uh, apologized, and to me that means nothing. That means nothing because to me she didn't apologize for the offensive. I was was actually on Fox News talking about this. I love saying that now. I was actually on Fox. (laughs) It's so much fun. She apologized for using the C word. I don't care about that. I, I, I really don't care. I I like the way the British do it. I like the way uh, the Australians, everybody else on the planet. Like, oh, you stupid! It just—it's just, it's just a, a regular word that's just part of everyday talk. It's the thing where she's like, "Why don't you dress up in something slinky and like try to?" Whoa! It was the incest thing. That's where that—that's the joke that I found that, that was way beyond, way First over of the all, line.
1: I've never thought. Samantha B Bee has been fun. She's just not funny to me. She's just angry. Yeah. She's an angry feminist. Okay. That's the first thing. Second thing, I know they call these kinds of shows unscripted because they tend to have interviews and some other things, right? Yeah. It's not like a sitcom that's scripted from beginning to end. But they do have writers. The monologues do get approved, and I believe it was approved by the network as well. Every but this is this is no different than what Kathy Griffin, Griffin did when she did the beheading thing. She knew what she was doing; she planned it. Right? It was approved well, at some level, and then, like your apologies, you you thought about this. You had a chance to say this may be going a little bit far, and you didn't. Nobody. That's did. why.
0: That's why TBS couldn't really put her in any kind of jeopardy or threatened to sideline her or whatever, because someone at TBS read that and was like, yeah, sure. Go yeah, right okay. ahead. Go ahead. Just like, just like someone at CBS, uh, read Stephen Colbert's joke about, Oh, uh, the only thing good, uh, Donald's Trump mouth is, is for a, a blank holster for Vladimir Putin's blank. Like they read that they read that and they went, okay, dokie, Yeah, yeah that'll, that's good. We'll probably have to bleep out that word, but people will get it. Like they're fine oh, yeah. with it. No, I know. Uh, and, and, then, and then, I mean, I, I
1: don't think, I don't think Stephen Colbert is funny. He's angry. I don't think angry is funny.
0: Well, uh, Colbert is, I'll, I'll say this, Colbert's capable of being funny. He's capable of being funny. His old show on Comedy Central, I actually enjoyed that. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a funny, he's capable of being funny. I'm sure uh, Samantha B is capable of, of, of being funny. She's never made me laugh the other one who's never made me laugh is uh Michelle Wolf. She had a couple of good jokes at the opening of her show, but then it went downhill so fast. It's it's the propaganda aspect of it that just bothers me. Mm-hmm. They're not they're, you're not trying to write the best joke about politics, you're trying to write the the joke or something in a joke-like fashion that hurts your enemy the most. And when everybody rallies like that, like yeah, yeah, and that's and, and it's and it's boring to the people who listen. But it's like that's all there is. That's all there is. Uh, you know, Bill Maher rallying against Trump. CNN rallying against Trump. Uh, Samantha Bee rallying against Trump. The Daily Show rallying against Trump. There's a Trump cartoon on Showtime. It's uh, Stephen Colbert. It's Jimmy Kimmel. It's all of them. It's all yeah. of them. And how. And how people aren't, like, just actively turning away. I don't understand it. I was going to make – I was going to do a, a bit on uh, the the com about the ratings and how it's failing and all this stuff, but it's not. Yeah. It's very strange. I, I went to uh, where I go for the ratings, uh, TV by the numbers, and in, in the demographic, in uh, 18 to uh, – I think it's like I think they've upped it to like fifty now or eighteen to it might be eighteen to fifty. Uh, Sean Hannity does a point three and Laura Ingram does a point three and the Daily Show does a point three. And Samantha B does a point three. There might be a little bit of difference in total viewers watching, but mm-hmm. they're all right there at a at a at a point three. So evidently they 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 want more. There people are people are cool with it. It's, it's well uh, some
1: some set of people are cool with it, um, but I mean just I don't know. But you did mention somebody, and I think he's going to be the next one kicked out. Who? Bill Maher.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know what? Bill Maher, he still has a couple of threads of uh, credibility for me. I will no, still he, occasionally he has, he has, watch his show.
1: He still definitely has a couple threads of credibility for me in terms of, I mean, he gets very angry at, at people shutting down speech. Yeah. I mean, he just thinks that's the biggest wuss move in the world. Um, he's at Ian Hersey Ali on. He is very, very caustic about radical Islam, which has got him a ton of flack. And he actually did a great interview with Jordan Peterson and agreed with him on almost everything.
0: That is, uh, that is the other thing and it's wonderful. It's like the, uh, the Jeff Goldblum Jurassic park. Oh, uh, life will uh, find a way it, it'll, mm-hmm. it'll find a way. You don't know where it's going to come from, but, but reason hopefully will win mm-hmm. the day. And, and Jordan Peterson has been talking this smack and I say talk of the smack, but he's been he's been talking about his belief system and his philosophy and his his well thought out view of the world and and men and women and good and evil and and slaves and tyrants and all of it for years. And it's it's wild. I know I'm kind of late to the party, uh, but it's there's like a you can tell he's really thought about this. He can back it up and it's it's hard to disagree with him. It's like it's got to yeah. feel it's got to be so. Well, first of all, it's got to be exhausting to be Jordan Peterson because everybody wants to go toe-to-toe with you. It's got to be exhausting being Ben Shapiro. Everybody wants to go toe-to-toe with you. Same but with like, Dave
1: Rubin at this point. Everybody wants to go toe-to-toe with him.
0: Yeah. However, with 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 Jordan Peterson – like Ben Shapiro is like uh, – he's like a Vulcan. Ben Shapiro's just like an encyclopedia of facts and just boom, 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 boom. And Peterson, the same thing. He can just – like in the middle of your question, you can just see his – like the the wheels have turned, and he knows. Okay, all right. So here's the here's the little trick you're trying to do. I didn't say that. You're trying to put words in my mouth. Here's what I'm doing. I'm citing this, and da 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 da, and the science is irrefutable. And but it's,
1: just, it's well, just fantastic. I love it every time he gets he gets in with you know one of these these crazy feminists and well, why can't you just, men and women are, are the same. They're equal. Da, da, da. He's talk, he said, you're talking about two different, two different concepts here. He said, there is no serious scientist in the psychometric scientists, sciences, excuse me, that believes there are no fundamental differences between men and women based on biology.
0: Like here's something.
1: And, and, and they're not, they're not conservative. He said, the humanities are filled with people who are politically politically on the left, and none yeah. of them believe what you're saying.
0: You got to, you got Camille Paglia coming out now. <laughs> and I like she's, the- and she's siding with Jordan Peterson and it's and it's Christina
1: just, Summers. I mean, there's a ton of them.
0: The list goes on and on. And when yep. you see the the people in power trying to lead us by the nose down this merry little uh, girl power uh, path. It drives me crazy. Okay. That's why I yeah, but, I, I disliked uh, Star okay. Wars: The Last Jedi so much, and like the Han, my my review is up now on YouTube about Han Solo, and and now it's like it's the Incredibles are doing it, and uh, there's Ral- uh, Wreck-It Ralph is doing it. There is, it, and, and my kids are noticing it now too, which is mm-hmm. funny. They're like, wow, there's this whole giant movement. Uh, towards girl power, and so I would the be Avengers. I would be all for it, other than girls have all the power. It's like it's not like things aren't equal. It's, it's if if there was really a down truck, and I, actually, I take it back. I don't think I would be cool with it. Just the whole the, the whole propaganda element of it is like we're going to use popular culture to change your belief system. Uh, is because we know more than you do. You knuckled dragon, gun-clinging, Bible-clinging, blah-blah, troglodyte, deplorable. We're going to bring you into the 21st century. How about you stop wasting my time? How about you leave me alone and you let me find my own personal happiness? How about you let me be the best person I can be and help my kids be the best people they can be? You worry about you. Hopefully you're trying to be the best person you can be and, and, and don't try to uh, enlighten me through the use of little cartoon characters in an animated movie how my belief system is backwards and somehow uh, the, the female of the species is this downtrodden, what the hell are you doing? Entertain me, man! Entertain me, Han Solo, with your droid rights, weird, gender bending robot L three. What in the hell? What in what am I watching? And is this a Star Wars movie, or is this like some kind of rally?
1: (laughs) Oh my god! No, and I do like Jordan Peterson. Just knocks it knocks it out of the park every time he says this. Well, of course, women stayed home and had babies and reared the children. We didn't give women the tools to control their reproductive system until the 60s. There are thousands of years of history before that, <laughs> you know, where mm-hmm. men and women came together, cooperated and did the best they could to make life a little less miserable. This is and not a story was, of oppression.
0: <laughs> this is we' we're, we're, we're going delicately into a thing that I'm going to be talking about on stage, just about how. Insanely miserable life used to be and that people have no appreciation for like literally yeah. uh, even like uh in the pilgrim days oh, yeah. you <laughs> yeah. had yeah. ten
1: kids you had ten kids and maybe five of them lived past the age of two
0: and then you were dead by 30
1: yeah <laughs> and it
0: was over and you' it was a short little miserable life where you desperately tried to find something <laughs>
1: well you were either killed by some terrible disease. Or by violence?
0: Yes, or by some crazy infection.
1: That's what a a terrible disease, like crazy infection (laughs) that we like, you know. Oh,
0: so we gotta we gotta kind of hit, do the pedal to the metal here. Uh, But but on the on the the whole women's aspect of it, they've taken the swimsuit competition out of one of the pageants. We think it might be Miss America. I'm not a pageant guy.
1: What are we doing? It's like what are we doing? Like this? This is these. The entire thing that leads up to being Miss America is a beauty pageant. And yes, you can be beautiful and you can be smart. But I mean, now, oh, we're only going to be concerned with, you know, showing the intellect and, and contributions of these young women. Okay, so now fat girls can be in it?
0: Exactly. <laughs> I'm just Let's... like,
1: I don't understand the point.
0: But there is really no point. If
1: you're really smart and you look drop dead awesome in a bikini, put it on. <laughs>
0: But they're taking that out, so really, it should just be a spelling bee at this point. Yeah,
1: no, it really should.
0: That's like it's all. It's like let's take the violence out of uh, the UFC. I understand the UFC is very popular, and I don't. I don't want to get. I don't want to stop them being popular. And if people like to watch that kind of thing, that's great. But do they have to hurt each other? Do they need to fight? That seems a little.
1: It's like. But, I mean, it's, this is the stuff I just don't get. I just don't get.
0: And this is where what, – what, uh, what,
1: are, what are we doing is the question. If, what if are, you don't here's want what we're to, doing. If you don't here's, want to objectify women, don't have a beauty pageant. Just stop
0: it. It's a corporate event. Uh, the All these beauty pageants – uh, usually they're held towards the end of summer. Uh, yes. I know uh, either Miss America or Miss USA, one of those, it was just a bunch of guys that own businesses on the Atlantic City boardwalk. And they decided to all chip in and they're like, here's what we can do. We can get another week out of summer and increase our sales. Yep. We'll all pitch in. We'll get a, we'll so, some prizes together and we'll judge who's the hottest chick in America. And it'll be here and we'll make some and more it'll money. Be popular. And when corporations get into political decisions, like whatever airline it was, like we're not going to do business with the NRA. We used to get – like stop these the, – you got these human resources department and then you then your your corporation has to be a, a good corporation and they have to do this and that. And they're doing all these feel-good decisions. You're actively ruining everything that's good. <laughs> you're you're actively if, ruining if, it.
1: If you have some kind of fundamental problem as a contestant in this particular – in this particular pageant or whatever about putting on a bathing suit and coming out on stage, then just don't be in the pageant.
0: Precisely. Precisely. <laughs> Here, here's – there's going to be – there's going to be uh, uh, questions and answers. We're going to ask you about politics and, and, and world uh, events. Uh, we're going to ask if you have some kind of talent that you can either – you can – yeah – you can either uh, juggle, you can play the violin, whatever little talent thing you want to do, uh, and then we want to see how you how your body is. We th- those are pretty much the the three big ones. The the three evening big events: evening
1: gown, evening gown, and bathing suit. Yes, I yes. just I just I you know first it was the NFL cheerleaders and now and now this and I, I'm just like okay so we're turning boys into boys into girls and girls into boys.
0: And as they try to shoehorn, as they try to shoehorn these boys into a uh, a way of living and a way of doing things that's just counter to everything that's in their DNA and in their gene pool and into the, the thousands and thousands of years of our genetic history, I, problems will keep arising. And the, oh, I I, 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 I think that's why you see kids snapping. I really do. Mm-hmm. I I really think that's one of the, one of the issues.
1: Well, I just. Uh- I don't understand it. I think men and women are different and I think it's wonderful.
0: Like, I, think I celebrate it. <laughs> that's the, the uh and listen, if if you want if you're like a and I've said this before, uh if if you're a a big giant woman, listen, I did a commercial for DirecTV years ago with this wonderful wonderful very very feminine girl, she, like 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 a gentle giant and then I'm sorry, right. I can't remember her name. Uh, she could she was she was a giant. She like literally Lifted me over her head what? in the commercial. Yeah, yeah. I, I always forget okay. that I did this spot for Directv. But I see this. I see this woman. She keeps appearing in all these shows that I watch, and she's fantastic. And she's such a delicate, She is such a delicate little flower. But she's a giant. She's like six foot two, uh, adorable. But man, like if she wants to be a firefighter, absolutely. Like literally, she could carry me out of a bit a building. However, I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think uh, there's a bunch of supermodels out there. They're going to be firefighters. Like everybody's different. And celebrate your uniqueness. Uh, and if and if you're a, a a big girl that that wants to be a, a a firefighter, go for it. But like not everyone's going to be able to do everything. This it's the and Peterson talks about this as well. The equality of outcome. That's that's real real bad stuff. Yeah. It's almost like the founders knew what they were saying. Uh, that uh, uh, everyone's created equal. That's what it's all about. So anyway, I want to celebrate this talking about the, the beauty pageant thing <clears throat> and uh, and and great bonds and swimsuits. Uh, Kate Upton was just voted the sexiest woman on the planet, and boy, howdy, do I agree. I think that was a good call. You know I, what I like about Kate Upton? What? She got some curves. She is. Yeah, Kate she's Upton not a stick. Thick.
1: She's no Giselle.
0: No, she's no. not. And I like Giselle. I like Giselle too, but good good for Kate Upton. I was very I was surprised that she won. I didn't know who else was in the running. I certainly didn't vote, but uh, it was a great reason to look at some pictures of Kate Upton and no, be she's like, a yeah, some girl. She is all that in a bag of chips. Okay, as as we and you round... probably
1: wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating chips.
0: No, I would not. And <laughs> chips is the name of my wiener. Oh, geez. That's the I forget whose joke it was. Some guy in Columbus, Ohio, was like his best joke ever. He's like, I wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers. Crackers is the name of my wiener. (laughs) But uh, Kate Upton is uh, Kate Upton is healthy. That girl is healthy. Uh, Donald Trump said the Eagles uh, were uninvited to the White House. Everybody flipped out about that. I think that was a good call. What are you going to do? I think like two dudes were going to show up. It's just a bad photo op. All I mean, right, you guys. Thought, just, you don't want to come? Don't come. Bye-bye. It just,
1: it just kills me. Seriously. I mean, do you think every football, basketball, and other player that went to the White House um, thought Barack Obama was, you know, the greatest thing in the world?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know,
1: I mean, it's just, it childish. It, it's childish.
0: Hopefully Childish. it will put an end to a really, really stupid tradition. I was never into that anyway. When you're like, Oh, look, the the football champion, the San Francisco 49ers, they're gonna go meet George Bush. Like who cares? Like right? what the who cares? You know what you should do? You should get you should get the phone call in the locker room. Maybe and maybe even not that. So um that's uh that's just, what's going I'm, on. I'm so you're just over what? The you're politics. Just
1: what? politics of the nfl you put politics in my football and now there's more politics in my football and i'm just tired of it
0: yes and it's mm-hmm. bleeding over into basketball which i'm fine i'm ready for i'm ready for the nba to go bye-bye that's that, that that's the most boring sport on the planet I'm thinking, to me. I'm thinking, i would i would rather watch curling than an nba game i seriously would <coughs> okay you're choking to death some kind of some kind of uh gypsy curse has befallen you this is the, uh, this is our the in- this is the in memoriam uh portion of our show. I thought we would do this last. Okay. Uh uh Kate Spade uh took her own life uh and that one that one is sad cuz cuz you look it, from the outside looking in uh you're like wow this she had it all. She, you know, she she as as legend has it uh she they borrowed some money from David Spade a million years ago. David Spade mm-hmm. was doing pretty well on SNL. I guess uh Kate and her husband who is David's brother. Uh, They borrowed like 10 grand or something. They got the business going. Bada bing, bada boom. Rags to riches story, but evidently a a very unhappy, unhappy woman. And uh, she took her own life super sad. Uh, I think it's, I think alcohol probably played into it. Depression certainly did. It's just, she had kids. It's just, Horrible. And then you got the, uh, then you got Anthony Bourdain. That's that the one that really, me. that really hit me. I mean, that, that just shocked uh, yeah.
1: me. I mean, he seemed to live a very purposeful life that he enjoyed. Do you know what I mean?
0: And this is just me talking. Mm-hmm. This is, this is just me. It's the travel. It's the constant travel. It wears you down. For a lot of years, I was out on the road, and I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back, and I'm, I'm putting together some tour dates now but in in a very, very limited kind of uh, fashion because there is, there was a movie with George Clooney up in the air. I think it was Mm -hmm. called. uh, And it was about this traveling salesman guy who would have to fire people. And he, he was facing his own end. He, he has, he was having cancer and he is going to have treatments. But the way that author described life on the road was just spot on. And it, it was eerie. I really enjoyed that book. And with Bourdain, uh, you know, you're going to these great restaurants, and you're you're kind of emotionally skipping into other people's lives. Like right. Bourdain would go see his friend, like in Singapore, and like, oh my gosh, this guy, I knew this guy, but that's home for that dude in mm-hmm. Singapore, and that guy's gonna go home to his wife and kids, and he's got his little restaurant, and and Bourdain's kind of like this this free floating person that just skims in and sees other people's quote wonderful lives, mm-hmm. and then his success is built on him traveling and and, and it's never going to end right. in his mind. His success depends on just, it's like being in an, in an, in an art gallery where you go and you're like, Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's what I want. And then someone kicks you out and they're going to send you to another art gallery next week. And you have to paint on a fake smile and you go and like, Oh, me and the president are having sushi or whatever. And it, it just, I can, he wanted off that treadmill. It's weird. It was shocking. And he put up a, a a really good act and on camera. That was he did some great television. They were wonderful shows. He was a larger than life personality. But I can definitely I can definitely see how the 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 constant travel just uh, wears you out. And uh, uh, once again, he had a kid. That's the part that really bums me out. Yeah, I know. And then the other one that bums me out, and a guy who I respect a lot. Uh, I think you respect him a lot.
1: Yeah, I actually had the opportunity to meet him. On two different uh,
0: occasions, so n- not Bourdain, and we're talking about uh, Charles Krauthammer.
1: Yeah, I met him. Yeah. I've never met Bourdain.
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, Krauthammer, I never had a chance to meet. I'm such a I'm such an idiot. So if, if you listen to the show, you probably know Charles Krauthammer. He came out with a statement uh, a couple days ago. You know, he's he's got cancer. He's got a couple weeks left to live. Uh, I thought his statement was beautiful and eloquent. But what what about that guy? Isn't eloquent? I, I, I really I, I he that dude, well Bourdain'll be missed. Bourdain. Uh Kate Spade'll be missed. Everybody but like Krauthammer to me really embodied like the voice of reason. Like here's a guy confined to a wheelchair a swimming accident. Like you, mm-hmm. you, you, you got the feeling that he would just sit down and really think, like he was a philosopher. Like n- n- he would never just like shoot spout off some half baked theory. Like he really thought about this stuff. Well, I mean, and I, he, I, I he
1: graduated respect. from Harvard after he was hurt, and I believe by medical training he was a psychiatrist.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, he was. He was a doctor that turned into a reporter.
1: Yep. Um, but I mean certainly extremely gracious in in person um, and just like you said I mean the voice of reason I mean he he embodied the things that Jordan Peterson and Dave Rubin and, and Ben Shapiro are talking about now honest debate based on ideas to try to solve problems
0: who else is talking about it Gypsy? you and me I know I know you've got your you got your nose so far up. <laughs> Jordan Peterson and Dave Rubin's backside. You're like, they're awesome. <laughs> We're doing all right. I'm, I'm a
1: total freaking fangirl at this point. It's just.
0: OK, but, so uh, did you did you want to uh, before we before we get out of here, do we want to uh, share uh, uh, Krauthammer's letter? Did you want to read something?
1: I, I just loved the last paragraph of it. All and right. Well, let's let's if,
0: do that. If, and we'll sail into the sunset.
1: When I'm, uh, when I'm facing what he's facing, if, if I have to go through a process or an illness like that, if I could write this, I'd feel like it was all worth it. I leave this life with no regrets. It was a wonderful life, full and complete, with the great lo- loves and great endeavors that make it worth living. I am sad to leave, but I leave with the knowledge that I lived the life I intended.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's... that.
1: that's just wow.
0: Yeah. Uh, a <laughs> uh, 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 I think, it, obviously, a a beautiful mind, a great dude. I've never heard – I saw some unkind things said about him, but that's just from people on, on the internet trying to get attention. You guys, that is the show for this week. Uh, we're going to drop an extra clip on the YouTube channel. Uh, I got some little stand-up to show you. We're going to have some more uh, announcement of tour dates probably n- next week. We got some new things coming for the website probably next week. Wonderful things are happening, and if your life is difficult, and this is going to sound trite, but if if you're having, if you're, reach out, talk to a friend, talk to somebody. There's there's people out there that genuinely care. Brit Hume had a great one. that, that everyone you meet is struggling with something. Everyone you meet is going through their own little battles, and so try to be nice, be kind to one another, and if you're hurting, reach out. I'm Michael Loftus. I'll see you next week.